All right, hello, and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live. I'm Nathan Van Koops. I'm your host, and today I am thrilled to be bringing you an interview with Damon Freeman from Demanza. Um, welcome, Damon. Thank you very much, Nathan. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on the show for a variety of reasons. Um, one is that I've been itching to talk to a cover designer um, as part of this this ongoing you know this series, but especially because you're my cover designer. You're the company that I've used for my books, and I've been absolutely thrilled with the results. So um, I'm really excited to kind of get into the, the story behind your amazing work. Um, could you tell us a little bit about you and maybe just uh, to start out with how you started out um, getting into the design business? Well, sure. Um, I guess it's kind of a, a longish story, but I started off as a regular graphic designer mm-hmm. in South Africa. And I started as a, just a normal graphic design company like many other graphic design companies are around in South Africa. And we did quite well and uh, in Johannesburg, South Africa. Mm-hmm. And it went well, it went well, all was good. I eventually merged with another company and ultimately left that business to start a different company in the marketing space, which was a complete disaster. Okay. And I... <laughs> Lost all my savings, oh, and uh, it was uh, just you know a bad idea, bad badly done, and and and, and kind of I was left uh, you know some financial trouble. Mm. So what I had to do was I then went back to the company that I originally started, just then as a, in a much sort of smaller capacity, and I earned a, a salary then, but it wasn't enough to cover all this debt that I'd racked up with the failure business. Mm-hmm. So I really was desperate to find something that um, I could earn extra income with. And uh, I found a website called 99designs.com. You, mm-hmm. you may have heard of it, yeah. other authors may have used it. And uh, it's a great service because what happened was that I was there able to compete for money, mm-hmm. uh, for payment with other designers and doing creative work, mm-hmm. which is what I did. And uh, so I was working during the day, my normal job. And at night, I would start competing on the design work. And it wasn't just covers. It was posters and logos and websites and all of those kinds of things. Yeah. And I found that I was probably winning or getting paid out for one of five projects that I would work on. So one in five, I'd, I'd get paid on. Mm-hmm. But what happened was with book covers, um, I, I was getting paid maybe one in three. You know, So whenever I was doing a, okay. a cover, I had sort of better win rate, let's call it. So I was getting yeah. paid more on this. Yeah. And then... So I started focusing on that um, for a while, for a few months, and that kind of worked. It helped me sort of keep afloat, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, start paying off the debt. And then I found another website called elance.com, mm-hmm. which is now called Upwork, okay. I believe. Yep. And um, it's a similar kind of thing, except I didn't have to do the work first. I could just pitch for the work with the description of my skills. And now because of my work on 99designs, they had quite a big portfolio of covers. Um, many of them hadn't been used because I hadn't won those uh, bids, but, but yeah. I, I had still. So I had a portfolio of covers and I started putting work on elance.com and getting more business that way. Eventually I started a website and nothing happened to it at all. It was it just sat there for six months 
mm-hmm. with nothing. That was uh, demonzet.com, that website. Okay. Um, until I got to, you know, one author started doing work and, and I got a reference for uh, another author. And that's, you know, it started slowly, slowly picked up. I was doing the Elon's work. I was doing the 99 Designs work. I was getting one or two from my website. And I was still working full-time during the day. Mm. So what happened was, you know, I'd be working till 2, 3 in the morning. And then, you know, I had to get up again at 7 to go to work. And I, yeah. I did that for about 9 months, 10 months. And eventually, my website, you know, started picking up more and more and more. So I could... I could stop doing the Elance and the 99 Designs work, you know, and I would get maybe 10 covers a month through the website and then 15 yeah. and then 20 and 25 yeah. until eventually I had to quit my day job just to keep up with the, the work coming through demonza.com. Yeah. But very soon afterwards, I actually found that I couldn't keep up with demand. So I had to... I had to hire somebody. So I, I, I found a, a, another designer that I'd worked with in my business before, and she started helping me out. And, you know, between the two of us, we would sort of get the work done. But then very soon I needed a third de- designer to kind of keep going, and then between the three of us. And ultimately, I kept going. So I mm-hmm. had, eventually I had, you know, a team of maybe five designers. Mm-hmm. But... I wasn't really getting any rest. I still had to work till you know the whole day then, and, and still till two, three in the morning doing the design work, and now managing yeah. these designers mm-hmm. and speaking to authors and mm-hmm. you know making sure all the changes are getting done and properly. And eventually, I thought, you know, I need to hire a project manager. Yeah. Um, which, and this was in two thousand and fourteen, which was um, Alicia, that you may have worked mm-hmm. with. I do, yes. So. Yeah. So Alicia, so she's she was based in the US, and I, you know that helped me with time zones and all of those mm-hmm. kind of things. Because that's you know also the problem. Working within different time zones can add delays, which are difficult to work around. Mm-hmm. So um, you know she came on board and really just improved every aspect of uh, managing these projects. I was you know I was trying to keep track of invoicing people and losing projects and all of those kind of things, and she set up a system that really helped with everything. Um, and I still, you know, the work was increasing at that point. We were maybe doing 60 covers a month, 70 covers a month. I needed more designers, and ultimately I needed another project manager, yeah. which is Chrissy, which you may also have worked with. <laughs> so Alicia and Chrissy have been there for, for, yeah. a, for a really long time. And... Ultimately, at the end of everything, what happened was that the designers that I found were really, really good, and the project managers I had were great. So, mm-hmm. the, the designers were doing work better than I would have been able to do. So, my role kind of changed into just overseeing, really, everything. Uh, mm-hmm. All the work that uh, was getting designed, I, I had to I basically make sure that the right designer is working on the right cover mm-hmm. for that genre. And then, um, you know, make sure the quality was good enough and, and uh, then they weren't missing anything in the original brief and all of those kind of things. And that's kind of my day-to-day job now is overseeing the work that's being done. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And that's and here we are today. Well, that's fantastic. Thank, yeah, thank you for sharing a little bit of your, your background. Um, 
So obviously, you had an eye for this. You said in the beginning, even, you were getting one out of three of your book designs was getting picked up and, you know, with a lot of competition on 99 Designs. So obviously, you had um, a background not just in design, but you had a great eye for what sells for books specifically. How did you sort of train yourself to understand the market? Uh, you know, I think what it was is when I, when I was with the design company, so just before I started working on the book covers, we were doing a lot of sports-related design. Mm. Um, so one of our clients was the South African Rugby Union and, 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 one, and one or two soccer teams and those kind of things. And there... Um, the message, I guess, that you want to get with every, every ad... Or every design piece of design work is that you, got, you kind of got to generate emotions. You got to, it's all about passion, you know, for sport. You want you want people mm-hmm. to feel something. That's why they're going to support their team. You know. Yeah. So I think that emotion and passion was really part of uh, my design work. So when it came to the covers, um, I, I I guess I wanted to do the same kind of thing. So when you look at a cover, it's not just a flat cover. You know, it's not just a description of what's inside. You want to get an emotion out of it. You want to get a feeling of. Mm-hmm. How am I going to feel while I'm reading this book? Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of think that experience there with the sports and the passion they helped with translating the interior of the book into like an, an emotion on the cover. I think you guys have done an amazing job too with um, just light and color. Um, when I look at my own cover designs, I, I see you know they're similar but different, but they're they're very complementary colors, and the the lighting has been. Brilliant. So um, I, it's, I think they are definitely standout covers, and I encourage anyone who's watching, if you haven't already, um, checked out demonza.com and, and look through some of the portfolio. They're they're incredibly um, well-made covers. Um, we have some so quite a few questions already um, from viewers, and I wanted to get to some of those. Um, Marilyn asks, "How much info do you need about a book to do a cover?" Yeah. So. What we do is we have a briefing form on our site, and it kind of has all the information that we need. Uh, look, it would be great to be able to read every book that we do a cover for. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it will take too long. It's not mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we've done over 4,000 covers. I haven't read a single one of those books mm-hmm. that we've uh, done a cover for. Yeah. Um, so what we really need is a description of the book. You know, what's it about? What are the messages that what you're trying to get, you know, through with it? Um, it's great to have sort of key elements of, you know, where is it taking place, who are the main characters, what do they look like, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. And and finally, and probably one of the most important uh, aspects is we need to know what other covers you like. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a thousand different styles of a book cover, and, mm-hmm. and um, we want to do something that the author likes, you know. So at, at that point, we then use all of that information to come up with a cover, firstly, that matches what is inside this book, that the author also likes, and that... Mm-hmm fits well within that genre um, so that it sells. We have a, a question Todd Hodges asked. He is the author of The Never Hero, whose book you, you designed. Um, and as I was mentioning before we went live, um, I found out about you roundabout through Todd and his, his covers. Um, but he asks, he has a, a variety of questions in his one question. But um, what it, one of them related to this was... How do you begin when a customer has no idea what they want? 
Right. So, I mean, we have experience within, you know, all genres or most genres, for sure. Mm-hmm. So we we kind of know what works within a genre, you know, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's a suspense thriller, you know, you're not going to use, as an example, sort of a cursive curly font or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, we've, we've got experience in what looks good. So in that case, and that happens, you know, often. So in that case, we obviously take what the book is about. We try and find what the key themes are of the book, what the key messages that we don't want to give away too much or anything mm-hmm. like that, but we, we want to give readers a feeling of what might be inside. And then we, you know, use that with the genre indicators that we already know, and we put something out that fits in with what's already out there. At the end of the day, there's very few people that come and read your book that have never read in that genre before. So right. they know what they like, and they, you know, they, they see visually what kind of books that they like to read, and we try to make sure that your book fits in with that. So we don't want to do something that's way out there that you know people can read and go, I'm, I, this doesn't look like other books that I like. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it, we're trying to match it up so that your book sort of fits in well in, in, the, in the top in the bestsellers in that uh, genre. I've noticed that you have um, periodic, you know, blog posts to help authors out about this on your website. You guys have, have sort of shared some of your experiences and done. Uh, you, there's information out there. You guys post even on Facebook. I've seen things where you um, share information and tips for authors. Um, one of the questions I had was about titles. And do you have any advice for authors when it comes to designing a book, how they should choose a, a title and how that might affect the way that the book's going to look? <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's titles can be something that's difficult for us to work with. Um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, books are relatively narrow. Mm-hmm. So titles that are really long are mm-hmm. very difficult to work with. <laughs> so yeah. we like to, and, and when I say long, I don't, mean, I don't mean number of words. I mean when there's a long word. In the title, it can be difficult to work mm, with. So, okay. for us, it's always easier when when the title is made up with one or many shorter words. Okay. But you know, other than that, the, the title. No, I don't really have any advice. That you know, it's 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 got to work obviously with what's in the book. It shouldn't be too generic because then you're going to be competing with a hundred other books with the same title. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, keep it interesting, but keep it sh- shorter words. How do you, as a designer, how are you, and as a company, how are you staying on top of the trends for various genres? What are the ways that you kind of stay ahead of ahead of things? Uh, I wouldn't say we do try to stay ahead of things. I think we try to fit in with, mm. with the way things are going. So, you know, because we ask authors to send examples of covers that they like, that mm. kind of helps us, you know, so... Authors are obviously always looking at other books, always going, you know, through what's out there. And we try to match up with what they like. So we, we, we're trying to do something that the author likes as well as keep, uh, as well as keep in touch with what's happening in the genre. And we do that just by continually working in that genre. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we look at our covers from, uh, six years ago when we started to now, it's not that much of a variation. I feel like the design skills have improved over that mm. time. Um, just generally working with fonts and uh, how those fonts work with images. But on the whole, our style has mostly remained consistent in that in that time. Um, I, you know, I also have a, a Pinterest page 
okay. that, uh, which is great. I mean, it helps me because I, I have a page there with covers that I, I am inspired by, and uh, you know, we share that with the designers and you know, covers that I just really like. Mm-hmm. And you know, the great thing with with Pinterest is that it's obviously it's always showing you other people who who share the same pins as you like. You know, and, and so yeah. you know, I'm always seeing things that are, that are there. Mostly, we're trying to fit into a genre. We're we're not looking to break new ground as much as make sure that this cover works, you know, for existing readers of that genre. Yeah, I think that's solid advice for a lot of writers. Like people don't really want different as much as they think they do. Sometimes I think, um, especially when it comes to yeah. sales, you go to, you go look at these, you know, certain romance titles will all have very very similar covers, but it's intentional. So um, yeah, exactly. It works. That's what people want. That's what sells. Um, Claire Taylor asks, uh, how far in advance of a release should an author get on your schedule? Well, because, because it's not just me, um, we have a few designers that work with, we're, we're kind of always available. Uh, what I've, you know, what I've done in the past, or the way it's kind of worked, I guess, is that the number of people that I have working for me and our pricing has always has made sure that we're always available. So, I guess I've just stretched out the time to two. It's, it's basically fourteen days that it takes to get the first drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, when I was still, you know, figuring out the demand and, and how to kind of make things work, you know, it was originally two days to first draft, then five days and a week. And but we've been on fourteen days now for probably about three years, mm-hmm. and um, that's where we 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 are now, and that works. For us, and uh, yeah, within 14 days, we get the first drafts. I would say that, you know, depending on changes and those kind of things, the entire cover process should take maybe three to five weeks, mm-hmm. you know, I guess. I mean, you would know. You, I do, yeah. Work with you. I've been um, very happy with your turnaround time. I'm very impressed to be able to get not just one, but two designs back in 14 days, which, which I think is incredible because... And I also find it very helpful that your company does provide two drafts that are usually very distinct from one another. You're not just offering up one thing, you're offering choices, which sometimes can be nerve-wracking because the options are so darn good and you have to like make a decision. Um, what was, has, that, has that helped you streamline the overall process, though? Is, has giving people multiple options been a, a big plus as far as your, your sales? Um. Yeah, for the most part, it's you know actually what happens sometimes is that the with the working with designers there are more than two drafts and uh, it's, sometimes I need I to narrow it down to two. But look, often you know they're really good you know, and we maybe we'll do four drafts for mm. for an author. We not we kind of do, say at least two. Yeah. Um, and sometimes those first two that we do are just not at all what the author is looking for, and then you know we've got it wrong or uh, we need more information or whatever, and then we'll do more. So, we, yeah. you know, as much as we can, we're going to keep going until until the author's happy. We, it, depending on the brief, if the brief is very specific with what the author is looking for, then those mm-hmm. two drafts will probably be basically the same thing done in two different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the author is, you know, not, not quite sure what they want, there'll be, you know, there'll be more variation in those drafts. Mm-hmm. I've, I think I've done kind of a variety with you with your services like i've had some where the covers came back and we started over from scratch but i've also had some where you gave me two different covers i know uh the very first cover i had designed with you guys was the chronathon and 
Um, one cover came back very similar to what I was kind of expecting and kind of looking for, but then the second cover was completely unexpected and far superior. I just, it blew me away. It was just kind of came out of nowhere. And I thought, man, this is, I would never have thought of this in a million years, but that's now the cover of the book. And I went back later on and bought the other cover as a pre-made because you had it up on the pre-made site for a while. And it said, you know what? I still like that one too. So now that's a bonus book that, um, some of my readers can get if they sign up for my website. If you go to my website, you'll see the other the other cover. So it worked for me that you know I ended up buying one cover and then went back and bought the other one and later as a pre-made anyway, just because I decided that I couldn't live without that one either. So <laughs> it's uh, definitely worked out in my case. Um, Good. There was a few other questions here. Todd had a couple other ones uh, thrown in here. He said. Uh, what are your strongest covers? Love you. What you love to be asked to design? Do you have any weakest covers, or like ones that you hate being asked to design? Um, I'll tell you, we're not great at illustrated covers. Okay. So, you know, we're we're our design. You know, the way we do things is we take stock photos, mm-hmm. which is the way. Look, most cover designers will work. We'll take yeah. stock photos from. Um, different royalty-free stock photo sites. Mm -hmm. And we will combine four or five or ten or three, whatever it is, of those photos together to make a composite image for the cover. Mm -hmm. We sometimes do illustrated covers when the illustration is is kind of simple. You know, we're we're not artists in that sense. We're not illustrators like that. So we, we... tend not to do those kind of covers. Sometimes we get asked to do them and they're a bit more complicated. Sometimes we just have to say, look, we can't we can't do that. Mm. Um, so those covers we're not great at. And also what also happens, and, and authors do this quite a lot, and we try to, for two reasons, we try to dissuade them from doing this, is when an author wants a specific scene from a book, you know, where they've got their the hero holding a sword and wearing a... Uh, you know, skimpy outfit and she is battling a horde of zombies and the zombies need to look in a certain way. You know, there's only so much we can do, unfortunately, with stock photos. So, Mm -hmm. when we have to create a scene like that using, it's very, very, it's difficult and what happens is we have to start taking different body parts from different people to get this, you know, thing right and ultimately those original photos were taken in a certain lighting, certain shadows Mm -hmm. and, and it's, yeah. You know, when you're Frankensteining those images together, it just it doesn't work. So we, in those cases, we try to avoid doing that as much as we can and say, look, at the end of the day, you want people to buy your book. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to explain your whole book on the cover. You just want mm-hmm. to give them enough of the of the feel of what's inside that mm-hmm. they're going to go, wow, this looks interesting. I'm going to pick it up and read it. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to give it away all on the, on the front cover. And so it's so uh, those kind of books are uh, sorry those kind of uh, covers are, we don't those are, like we don't we prefer not to do those and we're not great at those mm-hmm. those are the kind of things if you get a real uh, illustrator mm-hmm. to draw that kind of thing a real artist you, you, it's expensive but um, Very expensive. you know but that but that works you know if you've got the budget you should do that yeah in terms of the covers that we like doing uh, or that we I feel we're good at. I guess everything else. I feel like we've got everything else. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, we're experienced in, you know, we've done many thousands of covers. We've, we've gotten experience in many different genres. Um, 
And that's a great thing about what we do because every project is different. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, we love that. And so, yeah, I guess that's that. We had another comment from Tori. Says, big fan of Demanza. Um, and she's liked all of the covers that she's, all the designs that got backed and pleased with the final outcome. So another, another fan. Thanks, Tori. Um, Tori and, uh, yeah, those, those books, those covers turned out great. I did see those. Um, so yeah, this is, this has been, been really, uh, helpful. Uh, what other kinds of advice do you have for authors who are maybe just starting out, um, with maybe this coming to you for the first time and maybe this is their first book. What are, what are some of the, the basic things that, that every author should sort of know before they design their book cover? I know it's, kind of, I know it's a big question. <laughs> I, I would say, look, I, it, doesn't have, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be just when you come to us. I think when you go to any, firstly, it's the right decision to choose a, cover designer to design your cover, a professional mm-hmm. cover designer to work mm-hmm. on your cover. It's that's it's always gonna be money well spent. Mm-hmm. If 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 you've chosen a, a professional cover designer and you've got a good cover and your book hasn't sold, then it's not the cover that's making it, it's that's that's ensuring it's not sold. It's gonna be something else. Um, on the other hand you may have a fantastic book and you know you've done all the right things, it's professionally edited and formatted but if the cover doesn't work for it, it doesn't matter how good that book is. No one's going to, you know, pick it up and read it. Or certainly going to hurt your sales. Mm-hmm. So, firstly, well done for making the choice to to choose a professional designer. Then I would say be pretty clear in what you want, in the sense that don't leave it too open ended. You know, have it give it. You got to give a designer an indication of of direction that you'd like to go in. And so, so on your side, do some research into what kind of covers you like, what kind of books you like the, the look of. So it, it helps the designer a lot just to see your own personal style. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then I'll see if you can look at what the key themes are of your of your book. So it's not really just the blurb. on. The, if you just give somebody the blurb on the back of the book, it helps, but it doesn't help as much as as an indication of what messages you're trying to get. What is what is the feeling you want to get out of your cover? Mm-hmm. You know, what you, when readers look at it, what, look at it, and in that three seconds chance they have to decide whether to look further into your book, what mm-hmm. feeling are they, must they have with the cover? Yeah, you know, that that kind of information is is very useful. I'm going to show some people some of the covers on your website. Um, on the, st- the stream here so people can see some of the, the gorgeous work that you guys have done in the past. And I, I highly recommend that um, anyone who's interested in cover design definitely go check out um, the website and, and look at the portfolio and um, see some of the, the various offerings. Did you Do you think that there is a particular um, genre that you think you're, you're strongest at? Or do you think any of them... I, I, I think, yeah, I think any of them, uh, yeah, other than those really illustrated fantasy. We don't do many children's books. Um, okay. You know, we'll do sort of maybe teen or, or young adult, but we don't do many children's books. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess because, if you know, if they're young children's books, they've already got sort of uh, illustrations that they might have, may have inside and, you know, mm-hmm. you can just put one of those on the cover and it looks good. And But, but uh, other than that, no, but we're probably a bit stronger in fiction than non-fiction. Okay. Um, just because we tend to maybe do every one non-fiction, 
cover we design, we might design 20 fiction covers. And you guys so, also, um, you also offer formatting. So could you touch on that just for um, a minute, just the importance of getting proper formatting and what that kind of, what your, your services provide there? Yeah, so formatting is not my strong point personally. The formatting side of things is run by my colleague Benjamin. Okay. And he knows everything. But I can tell you that formatting's great uh, in that it, when I say formatting's great, what I mean is when formatting's not great, you notice it. When formatting's done well, you don't know it's there. And that's mm-hmm. really why you need it. Because as soon yeah. as it's not done properly, it's, it ruins the reading experience for an author and... Uh, you know, no matter how good it is, the book is, you, the, the reader's going to be distracted by how bad the formatting is. Mm-hmm. No, I, I 100% agree. There, I've read some samples of people's books, or even just, people don't understand that the look inside feature of a book is very important. Like on Amazon, if you're browsing for books, you can click on that look inside, and if you see that it's improperly formatted, if it starts you on chapter one and the formatting's off, it's, things aren't justified properly, you get ragged edges of, like, there's little yeah. things that can set you apart as an amateur that you don't want to have set you apart as an amateur. So Yeah, and, and you don't even notice that you're doing it because mm-hmm. you kind of, when you're looking at the same page in your screen or, you know, writing the book, mm-hmm. that looks fine, looks fine. You don't notice it in, in, in other people's books because the formatting's done properly. It's just when suddenly it's not done right that yeah. it's, it's, you know, that's terrible. Yeah. We had one more uh, question here from Sean. He says, where did the idea for those steampunk airships come from for Nathan's samples of his next... Faster than falling book. He he had a sneak peek. He's cheating. He he saw the uh, he saw the covers that I haven't actually even published yet. Um, but he's asking about where you got those great steampunk airships from. Well, they came from the author. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the idea, the description came from the author, and the you know the, it's the same way. We, well, we've taken stock images and. Mm join them together in certain ways to form a composite design that mm-hmm. creates those airships. Mm-hmm. And there was a very ex- a, a good designer that worked it and put it together. Mm-hmm. And once he'd done it, he presented it to me and said, what do you think of this? I said, hey, that looks fantastic. Yeah. Send it. In fact, in fact, I clearly, I mean, I know those covers well. Yeah. The, the ones, the drafts, or the final ones that you chose were not the ones I preferred. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the other uh, the other set. That other. that was a really tough decision because um and for those who aren't familiar, I ended up I asked Damon to design three covers uh for a whole series at once. So before deciding on book one cover, I I wanted to see what they would all look like as a group. And um it was definitely a very difficult decision, especially the uh the book two that you gave me, the second offering. I was if it had just been down to that one cover of book two, I would have gone the other direction because it, it just blew yeah. me away. Uh, it was the only, the fact that the, all th- the way they looked all together was the only thing that sold me on, on the one, one route versus the other. But um, <clears throat> I ran it by some, some of my readers and they, it was, they were very torn too. I, I feel like every, every, any way I would have gone would have been a winner though. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it because no one else can know what you're talking about. <laughs> They will event- eventually. I'll publish those books, and then people can can judge them. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, we're kind of coming up on on our, our half hour here. We've uh, been chatting for a while, so um, I'll, I won't take up too much more of your time. But uh, where is the best place for people to uh, find more information about you? And maybe if they have questions, I know you have you offer some information for authors out there. 
Uh, where's the best place for people to get um, maybe information from you, emails from you? How can they do that? Um, you know, if you go to the, obviously go to the website, um, demonza.com, mm-hmm. or the Facebook page, you can post you know, any questions there. Um, if you follow the Facebook page, you know, we do, yeah, we send out sort of advice, not just on covers, but on everything to do with books. Uh, every, you know, when I think about it, you know, every few weeks or so, if you want to get sort of those kind of things, uh, they're quite mm-hmm. funny, I think, the, the, the yeah. articles that done. Um, it's not, it's, you know, I, I wish it was just me writing them. I've got a great writer that sort of takes ideas and <laughs> just runs with them. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, um, Twitter, you know, on Twitter at the at the Monza one two three. Okay, Monza one two three. Yeah, that's it. Fantastic. And um, I know a lot of us are appreciative of finally being able to pronounce Demonza properly because I've been saying Demonza, and then some people have been saying Demonza. We never. Now we've actually heard yeah, it from all, the it, man it's himself. All right. <laughs> it's all right. You know, when I came up with the name, it was just me, and uh, I was in. I lived in South Africa at the time, and the, you know, the dot. The dot com we're in South Africa is dot co dot z a or z a as you guys would say it. So mm-hmm. I kind of just took my name Damon and put the z on the end to come up with a something that I thought would just be unique because I wanted the dot com uh, domain name. Mm. And uh, I never for a second thought how is are people going to pronounce it. I just thought well it's written down. That's how yeah. it looks. That's how people see it. And and you know so now people do ask me and I well they ask me where do I work what do I do and I, thought, I say. My name's Damon, but I work for Demonza. I know it doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> just that worked out. Uh, well, it's a, it's a good problem to have that your com- company is now so successful that you can't change the name. <laughs> it's a good, good problem to have. We had one more problem from Tamara. She says, do you keep your design files after a project is finished so that the author may add review quotes or maybe add it later on? Yeah, mm-hmm. so we do. Uh, yeah, we've, we've got everything, we've, every cover we've worked on since 2012 when we started we've got all the files um the author can we can provide those the layered files as well to the author if they want that it's an it's an additional uh fee just because it takes us time to kind of mm-hmm. get rid of the junk in the file yeah <laughs> you know they have okay. hidden layers and all that prepare them and send them to the author but um we do have them and we do make changes after the fact if required and we can send them to the author as well if they need Fantastic. So yeah, thank you, Tamara, for your question. And if anyone else has questions, we're going to be wrapping up here, so we're not going to be able to answer any more questions live. But if you want to uh, throw some questions up in the comments thread, if you're watching the replay, um, feel free to ask questions, and we'll see if Damon might be able to, to pop on and answer some of those after the fact. So yeah. that's not too much trouble. Um, so Damon, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful talking to you. Ah, it's a pleasure, Nathan. It's great talking to you too. It was very I feel it was much more relaxed than I was expecting. So it was great. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks thanks for your time. We'll, We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Cheers.